Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome back to all our YouTube viewers and all our podcast listeners. This is Ray in London. I've got Steve in London and Jam in Connecticut. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Uh, unfortunately, uh, Cam's not able to be with us. He's um, had uh, his surgery and he's recovering now. So hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll have Cam back. But uh, we send him all our best wishes and I'm sure all our viewers do as well for a speedy recovery. Uh, we're here now to discuss the 2-2 draw with Everton at Goodison Park. Let me go through the teams first. So in goal is Lloris. We played a back five of um, Aurier right back. We got uh, Toby Alderweireld returned, uh, Rodon Dyer and Reguilon at left back. Midfield of Sissoko and Hoybieg, and the front and the three were, um, somebody's going to have to help me out. So basically, <laughs> Ondombele, uh, uh, Kane, Sun, who else was up there with him? Just the two of them. Just the, two, yeah. just the three of them up front. Yeah, so three. So yeah. played a 5 2 3, basically, yeah. So that was a formation. It's good to see Toby back. Yes, uh, it didn't was. help us keeping a clean sheet, but anyway, there we go. Uh, Jam, over to you now for some stats, please. Uh, yeah, so just starting off with the match stats. Um, I, don't, I don't have enough time to get all the our previous history with Everton, which I'm sure would be interesting. Um, however, today uh, they had they had the f- biggest share of possession at 53% compared to our 40, uh, 47. Um, they had more shots on target. They had 18, sh- not on target, total shots, 18 for Everton. Ours were 12. But on target, they were uh, 7 on target compared to our 3. Um, moving on to the, the offenses here. Uh, they had, We both had one yellow card today. They had six corners compared to a third, uh, three, and um, no red cards for either team. Eight fouls committed each. Okay. Uh, moving on from that, I have some good Harry Kane stats. Uh, Harry Kane has got 164 goals. That is the most of a player with no title uh, to, to not have won the Premier League. Not a great stat, but a something. <laughs> um, 21 of our 52 Premier League goals have come from Harry Kane this season, which is obscene. Um, and Harry Kane has now scored 20 goals in five Premier League seasons. Only um, Aguero, uh, Shearer, and Henri have ever done that. So it's another big stat he's got. Okay, can, uh, Jam, Jam, thanks very much. I've got Ken on the mic, sorry. Uh, thanks very much, Jam. It's really good. Um, yeah, it does seem really like we are the Harry Kane team now. I don't know, Pep Guardiola was right all those days when he said mm-hmm. the Harry Kane team. I think without him... I'd, I've shuddered to think what we would be. But anyway, let's talk first to Steve. Steve, give us your thoughts about um, Mourinho moving to a back five and why do you think he did that? Um, well, presumably, he was trying to trying to stop them from scoring, which he failed miserably to do, and presumably free up the wing-backs to be a bit more adventurous and support the attack and possibly get some crosses in because we don't really like doing crosses. Although I think you'll find that both our goals came from what, in effect, were speculative crosses before their pair of centre-backs did a sort of Sanchez-Dyer impression, um, a sort of dumb and dumber, um, allowing Harry to get two, which was great. But I think that was the reason why. I was still surprised to see it, to be honest. Um, I was sort of not so much surprised as extremely disappointed to see our friend Aurea back there at right-back. Um, and Tanganka left on the bench. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that what Aurea brings that Tanganka doesn't, other than a sort of level head and um, some defensive prowess, which certainly Aurea doesn't seem to have. Um, I thought that in terms of the first half, um, 
when we went one up, I thought, oh, well, you know, we're one up again. See if we can get to um, the end of the first half. And uh, and, and we didn't. Um, I suppose we're going to talk about the penalty decision yeah. probably in a bit more detail later. But um, my initial impression of that was it was a stonewall penalty. When you looked at it subsequently, it, it seemed a bit more debatable. But if you go herring in to the wrong side of a player in the penalty area, then you're asking for trouble, aren't you? And you leave that for the um, the referee to make that decision. It's a it's a cr- it's crazy play. I don't understand it. It's crazy. But Reguilón's been pretty poor for the last few games. I think. So. Yeah, I think I think it's probably longer than that. Probably three or four games. He's been he's been pretty poor. I thought um, Holberg Holbier was was poor, constantly under hitting the ball, passing to the opposition. Ah oh, dear, and got booked very early on. Yeah, which, that was due um, to yeah, a rubbish was... pass by Aurier. Bloody sold him, didn't he? Yeah, he had to pull the yeah. guy back. Well, I still think he to, to get there's no need for him to get your defensive midfielder player on a booking that early is bad news because it limits yeah. his his operation. I it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity they were going to get from that. Yeah. Um, I also think in the first half that, that Kane was poor. He kept um, miss hitting the ball, making the wrong uh, the wrong choice of pass. Um, but you know he comes up with the goods, doesn't he? Every time, so we always um, we, we we forgive him that. Um, but. Um, yeah, I think it was Everton were probably a bit unlucky to go in at um, at one all. I think they had something like twelve shots or something in the first half alone, and we had maybe three. So we were probably fortunate to go in um, one all. To be honest, what is it about us that bring out the best in everybody? I mean, Newcastle had their best game for a long time when they played Tottenham. Everton, Carlo Ancelotti saying this is our best home performance. You know, we just seem to bring out the best in everybody. I mean, Jam, what do you think? I mean, why are we like that? Why are we like that? So, say, saying that Everton have had an awful home um, record this season. They've been so bad. So so as them having a good match against us at home, I wouldn't even say they played that well. I don't think they were fantastic by any means. I've seen Everton play a lot better than this, uh, you know, earlier in the season when we were all doing better. But uh, I, I don't think it's that we're bringing out the best in them. I just feel like we've, we never hit a top gear. We haven't hit top gear at all this season. Even when we were when we were first in the league, we were playing. Um, we, were, we were only there because the other teams around us were not were not playing to their full potential yet. And um, I don't, what I don't did know you think why. about the first half, Jim? The first half was really good. Um, I definitely think uh, Laurie Smith kept us in it a few times. He made some really good saves. Um, I think Richarlison should have done better with his big 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 chance he had at about the twentieth minute. He definitely should have scored there. Um, and Dombele started off really slowly, but then grew into the game a little better. He got a good cross in for Kane's goal. I thought that was a good cross. For Kane's finish was excellent. Um, and Aria, he's been just so poor. He was so poor throughout the match. Hoiberg, too, was not great. Uh, a lot of just poor passing throughout, at least yeah, in the I mean, first half. Yeah, um, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Oh, no. Um, yeah, the pen. Oh my god, that penalty is. Uh, you you saw Ray Let's coming. Let's talk about the penalty. Like, what do you think? You is it a penalty him, or not? Absolutely, you saw him coming from a mile away. Yeah, he's calling. Oh, this is a clear penalty before you know before the guy even got knocked over. But it's all. I mean, looking at the replay, Steve, it looked like well, he had his foot caught there, and then I he felt the touch and went down. Sorry, Jeff. About that. About that. It's because you can see the player coming in from a mile away. You're gonna put your foot in a position that you're gonna get hit. He had so much time to, to anticipate him being hit. It, it was smart play from 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 Hammers, and uh, so you know you fair play. Time, penalty, good... I think he bought it, but at the same time, it's a clear penalty. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you? Yeah, what do you think, Steve? Well, I mean, I think if you were to 
forensically examine it for the next hour or so, you may come to the conclusion that it was a soft penalty, and it probably was. But it's it's about the defending. It's the, yeah. it's, the, it's Reglion's positioning coming in from that angle. It's just crazy. I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he is primarily a defender. And I used to think that the Continental players were cuter, you know, a bit more intelligent, um, probably a bit unfairly, but, but they're, they're as bad as we are, basically, in terms yeah. of their decision-making when they come and play for Spurs. I, I just, I, I can see why, you know, Real Madrid said, OK, we'll, uh, we, won't, uh, we won't worry too much about losing him. Yeah, because, um, you know, everybody built him up to be this great left-back, yeah. etc. And it seems like he's not that great after all. I mean, especially playing in a bad team, he's being exposed even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it was a penalty, probably was a penalty, but I'm not sure why it wasn't referred. Why didn't VAR say go and have a look at it? Because it looks like Hammer's got his foot caught behind him and then he felt the touch and went down. But, you know, regardless, I agree with Steve. It's a stupid, stupid tackle by a regular. He's just an idiot, really, for doing that. But... We'll come on to the defence later, but again, you know, going in 1-1, another, losing a lead again, you know, it's typical Tottenham. Uh, so, Jam, tell us about the second half then. How did that pan out? And we ended up going 2-1 down and then equalising. Just talk us through your thoughts on the second half, Jam. So before I start on that, I was thinking uh, before halftime even happened, as soon as they scored, I was like, all right, hopefully you can make it at 1-1 as opposed to trying to protect the lead coming into yeah. the second half, which is really what has been our big downfall. Um, you know, going in thinking, okay, job done, 1-0, one, one we can we can defend, but we all know we can't defend. And um, I, I didn't I didn't watch enough of the first half, second half. I only got I only got the highlights. Um, from my understanding, it was it was another poor Mourinho display. Um, uh, you know, we can't, we can't play football in the second half for some reason. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, uh, they scored first. So it wasn't like we were up ahead and then we were able to throw the lead, the lead away. Uh, it's nice to see another team throw the lead away from poor defending. So I, I feel like if there's a positive I can take from this match is that we, we weren't the only team defending poorly today. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, second half thoughts. Um, well, a, a couple of points, really. Certainly, I thought Everton's second goal was a lovely goal. Um, beautifully taken, I think, by Sigurdsson. A really nice move and a, and a sweet finish. I don't think Lloris could do anything about that. Um, and obviously, we, we then got a, an equaliser by another uh, another defensive mistake. But again, at least we were getting across into the box. And when you get the ball into the box, anything can happen. Um, the most telling thing for me was we went 2-1 down and then Mourinho decided to make changes. So what was he going to do? Was he going to just wait? Exactly. Was he going to let us sit there at 1-1 rather than try and win the game? Um, so we go 2-1 down, then he brings Lamella on, who brought, I thought, some energy, some vibrancy. He got the field. Yeah. So I thought that was, you know, that, that, was a, that was a positive. I thought Ndombele had, you know, flattered to deceive again with his pirouetting, um, I think at one stage, in the, I think it was in the first half where he, I think someone shot him. Uh, or, <laughs> sorry, he screamed. It, it was way, it was, you know, yeah, it wasn't as, around um, like a baby. You look at songs. It was uh, the other day in the Manchester United game. This was nowhere near as bad. And he's, he's lying on the floor. We all know he's okay. And I think at one point, Aurea went down again with, you can hear all the screams, can't you? Because there's no crowd there. And to be honest, my sons and myself watching the game, we were t- we were urging Everton to play on. We said he's not hurt, just play on, play on. Yeah, play on um, yeah. 
And I think they then put the ball out, which is, is, you know, understandable, I suppose. That's the way it goes. But no, I think that what was telling was the fact that Mourinho only made the changes when we went 2-1 down and appeared to be content with whatever we'd seen up until that point, which was, will we be able to sneak something? There's no urgency in the team. We don't do it with five minutes to go and we get a free kick on the halfway line. We delay for a minute. Um, we then pass it back. I would have thought we've got three centre-halves there. Put them on the edge of the box. Let's get a ball into the box, see if we could sneak a goal. And we don't even do that. I just, it seemed like he was content for 2-2. Two, two. I'm almost at the stage where I, I wonder if Harry wants us, to, wants us to lose so we don't get Champions League football, we don't get any sort of European football, and then he can, get, he can leave with, without a heavy heart. I don't know. What's well, going on? It's looking that way that we're not going to get any European football. No, we're not going to, we're not going to get anything. Top six, etc. Okay, that's, that's good. Let's talk about the, the defence. I want to talk through uh, the defence with you, Stephen, and I'll come to Jam. Yeah. Uh, what do you th- how do you think the back three played? I mean, what difference did it make having Toby Alderweireld back in the back? Well, I thought, I don't think he was as composed and as steady as he has been. Do you think it suits him playing in a back three or not? I'm, I don't know. I, I think... I, I, I'm happier with a back four, to be honest. Um, I don't know if was he just trying to keep keep Dyer in the team. I don't know what was going on yeah, there, really. Thought, yeah, I, he I made so know. many bad passes, Dyer. You know, it's oh, ridiculous. He, he wasn't the only one. I don't want to pick him out. I will pick Aurier out because I thought he was absolutely appalling. Yeah. Appalling, and you know, yeah. at least at least when Reglion was substituted, you could see he was angry. Whether he was angry with being substituted or whether he was angry with himself and a combination of two, I don't know. I'm hoping he was angry with himself. Um, but but I mean, def- defensively, there's no solidity there. Luis, I know he makes a, the occasional shot stop, but he doesn't dominate his area. And his distribution is deplorable. Really and I know bad, yeah. Pickford has his moments, but if you looked, a few, a few occasions where Pickford threw the ball out, he threw it with a... With speed and with pace, with backspin, so it rolled. There's intelligence. Yeah, delightfully for the player. Whereas, you know, they'd cut away and show us two or three, seemed to me, two or three minutes of highlights, and then we'd go back to the game, and Larice hasn't released the ball yet. I find it extraordinary. Yeah, yeah uh, I concur with everything you said. Yeah. I mean, even for the second goal there, you know, the ball was there to be won, and two defenders just left it, and Coleman just ran onto it. Crossed it and Sigurdsson, beautiful goal from Sigurdsson. Yeah. Love scoring against us. So, you know, I'm not sure. I think, um, I really don't know what to say about this team. I think it's probably the worst I've seen a Tottenham team play in a long, long time. I mean, compare this team to the team that beat 6-2 Everton a few years ago. It's like heaven yeah. and earth difference. Yeah. Yeah. They so need Jam- radical surgery now, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Jam, thoughts about the second half? Well, uh, I, talking about the team, I just don't, I, I really don't think have affection for a lot of these players that have, that have had over the years since I've been a Tottenham fan, since I was, you know, seven years old, there's no, I, I would, I would happily take any of the players from when we were finishing 14th, you know, 10th, all those seasons ago where they had passion, you know, your Michael Dawson's, your Jermaine yeah. Foes. And where, where are those players nowadays? Yeah. They're just not there, not on the team at all. And it's, it's so sad to see every time we, get the ball in a good position. We can maybe break. There's this one movement. I think Hoiberg stole the ball back from someone. Could have could have released the ball forward to someone, even if it doesn't get to the player. You know, at least make a forward movement. Goes back, goes sideways. Yeah. Looks who's behind him. Yeah. And it's so frustrating over and over again. 
So, Jem, why, think... why has Hobie's form dipped so badly over the last few games? What's that? Is he just tired? I, th- I think, like, a lot of these players, you look at them and you say, you know, Reginald started off well. Uh, other than Kane, who's a, who's a class of his own, you can't compare him to any other player there. Um, they play as well as the people around them. And, and when there's that much negativity and that much crapness and, like, who, who, when you go, when you go to work in the morning, you expect your colleagues to do a good job and you see them doing a good job. So you're going to do a good job alongside them, right? And if they're not, I'm going to slack off too. And I'm not going to care. Why should I care if, if so and so doesn't care over there? I, f- I feel like that's a lot of it. Um, and, and I've said that before. It, go, it comes all the way, all the way from the top goes all the way down and and jose was probably the worst appointment to make that that same rot that we had at the club prior after the after the champions league collapse that same rot is just going to be spread even further even quicker and that's what Mourinho has done yeah i mean uh the frightening thing is steve and jam is that Mourinho in his post-match was praising sissoko and hoiberg they've done a great job well to be fair to sissoko he as a prefect to Sissoko, he played well today. I mean, he's not a good player, and we've known this for a long time. He's Sissoko. Um, but he's trying. He's running. He's making the forward movements. He's trying to make forward passes, and he's doing his job as well as he can. And what do you think about Sun, Steve? How did Sun play today? He was, non- uh, he was completely anonymous. Yeah, he, he, pulled, he pulled out of every single 50-50. There was no determination. He, looked like, he definitely looked like a man who wanted to be away. Um, the closest he got, I think, was when he had a shot at the near uh, the near post, I think it was, and then he sh- probably should have crossed it to Kane. Mm. Um, and I think we probably would have got a goal at that stage. Um, yeah, Decision-making just... leaves a lot to be desired, doesn't oh, it? I yeah, I mean, he huffed and puffed a bit, but he never seemed to be at full throttle. You know, he never mm. really, really What's charged the down the goalkeeper or charged down the last man. And that's his his um, his strength, really, that, that sort of pace. And, and I, I will say that Jan talked about Mourinho. I can't bear watching Mourinho's post-match stuff. I don't mm. do. I don't watch it. I just just makes me so ill. Mm. It's utter mm. nonsense. And if he said that Hobier and okay, I'll take what Jan said about Sissoko. I don't necessarily necessarily agree with it. If he thought they played well, then he's he's watching a different game. Well, he normally is watching this thing. But what I don't understand is Ledley King, like a defensive kingpin. He's meant to be managing the defence. They still can't do anything. We've got Yao Sacramento, who's meant to be some brilliant tactician. He can't do anything. What's going wrong, guys? We've got the dream team there, but they're not actually doing anything. Dan, what's happening? I I have no words for you. I mean, leave leave King alone, because this is his first coaching... Yeah, but no, he's coaching I, the defense. Why are they still rubbish? Why can't they? Why, why is why is why is a why is a person who has no coaching experience coaching our defense uh, top four aspiration? No, he's team, done some. Know? He's been coaching. Yeah, no, I, I love Lenny King, but you know, once you know, should be it should definitely he shouldn't be the end all and say all when it comes to defense. He was a class defender when he was there. He was an excellent defender, but just because you're a good defender or a good player doesn't make you a good manager. Yeah, you know what I mean? Coach, Especially yeah. when it comes into into you. There's players. There's there's managers and coaches with. Years and years of experience, you know, been doing this for 20, 15 years, yeah. whatever. King can okay. be our, our stopgap there. Okay, cool, guys. Okay, I mean, this was pretty an awful match, really, I thought, and, you know, it's just perpetuated by mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. At least uh, we didn't lose. Yeah, we didn't lose. We can't get top four, probably can't get top six anyway, but I'll come to that later. Steve, your main takeaway from the game? Oh, uh, well, the, the worst thing was seeing Kane limp off. Yeah, uh, at the end, uh, I know we've got. I think Southampton. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But 
can you imagine trying to trying to do anything against Man City without Kane? I just don't. Oh dear, I almost could be think, humiliation. I think. Yeah, could could we sort of just give them the game now? You know, concede without actually playing. But it didn't look too bad because he walked off. He wasn't supported. He's walking off on it. Maybe a bit of ice mm. on there and stuff like that. Hopefully, it's just twisted. It wasn't. A, he's, again, he was trying to be in the defence where a defender should be. But right. Well, that, that's we're back in the situation. This we he got injured because of the way we play. Yeah. If you give the other team sixty-five percent of possession, then you've got to defend all the time, and it gets to desperation. You've got to jump into situations where you are likely to get injured. You've got a big cane trying to clear the ball under the feet of his own central defenders. Whereas yeah. if he if we were attacking and he was he was trying to find space, it's a completely different game. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, it, it, there's always a consequence to every action, and those actions build up. And they build up and build up until you give a chance to the other team. You get three bad passes and then the hospital ball that gets your star player injured. Those are the consequences of continuous bad decisions. Yeah. And I don't know about this. We, the, the coach is supposed to be some sort of wizard, aren't they, nowadays? But, no, they're supposed to I be, but I don't know how, if they are. How simple is it? How you know, I think it's man management primarily, how you motivate individual players to play to their potential rather than systems, low block, up block, down block, all that sort of stuff. People go on, people are footballers, they go onto the field and they play football. And we, we've got shackles on our players. They look nervous, scared, and it's got to go back to the management. Um, you know, I'd get him out now and say, Ledley, despite your um, inexperience, you can take them through to the League Cup final and the rest of the season, see how you get on. So I didn't catch what your takeaway was from all of that. Oh dear! Is that the the takeaway is that Harry Kane was got injured, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. Do that. Sorry, I, I apologise for my diet. No, that's fine. Don't worry, Steve. We love your passion, mate. Yeah. That's yeah, what we're here the for. Monologue. So come on, Jam. What's your takeaway from the match? Well, as, as much as I, I said those things about Ledley being inexperienced, I, if I could have him managing the entire team right now, I absolutely would, because that would mean Mourinho was not managing the team. That's about it. <laughs> um, main takeaway today. God, I don't have any. Um, okay. You know, it looked like it looked like the eighth and ninth team fighting each other, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we had today. <laughs> okay, well, my main takeaway is we really are a bad team. I think the the, the table doesn't lie. We are really a bad team. We're about yeah. an eighth or ninth team at the moment. We looked devoid of any ideas, of any passion. There wasn't any silky football there. It was just appalling. It was sad to see, really, as a Tottenham fan, see the team play like that. And I think. That's going to be Mourinho's legacy, leaving a team that's devoid of any passion or any confidence or anything like that. Yeah, a, team that other, a team that other teams actually enjoy playing against because, you know, you looked at Sigerson, Hammers, Rodriguez. It's, it's, I thought they were playing on their own because in the middle of the park there was nobody there. Yeah, I thought they were on their own. I thought Tottenham had left the pitch. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we just we are what we are, really. That's the thing. Okay, guys, so um, let's finish off now. Where do we go from here? I mean, uh, we've got a match against Southampton and then we've got the League Cup final against uh, Man City. Steve, what do you think is going to happen against Southampton? And then let's let's be optimistic and assume that Kane's going to be fit. He's going to miss Southampton, but he's going to be fit for the final. Tell us what you think is going to happen. Well, I mean, in terms of the Southampton game, we've got a team that can beat Southampton, surely. Haven't we? I think we have. Don't call me Shirley. Sorry, Shirley. <laughs> uh, so I, I think we can still beat Southampton. Okay. Uh, I don't think, with any will in the world, we're going to be able to beat Man City. I was watching that game, and you know we've all watched other Premiership teams as well. And Man City, although they lost to Leeds, 
they're a cut above the other teams. They clearly are. You know, as you said earlier, Ray, the table doesn't lie. I, I, I sort of, my feeling is it's damage limitation. I can't see us being able to defend for 89 minutes and then Kane produce a piece of, of, of a miracle, you know, on the edge of the box in the 89th minute. But he might, and let's hope he does. Okay, great. So well, I didn't get what your prediction was for the cup final. Oh, blimey. Oh, God. Okay, my heart says we sneak a 1 0 with a with the classic Mourinho performance that we've been sold but have never actually had. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more likely to be 3 0 to Man City. Okay. Jam, your prediction for the League Cup final and also what's going to happen against Southampton? Uh, Southampton, I'm hoping we can, we can at least finally get some three points on the board. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's going to make a difference long term. So mm. really, Win or lose, I'm not too bothered at this point. And again, um, let's assume Kane's fit for the cup final. What do you think we can do? If he can be fit, I don't. I still don't think we're going to win. But like like Steve said, I'm a, all these months of of Mourinho's hard work and practice will finally come together, and something will click in the players, and they'll learn how to defend overnight. You know, um, so it won't happen. But I, we can dream, and uh, yeah, I would love to see a one 0 two 0 Really, though, I say at this point, I don't think we're going to beat them at all. They're definitely going to score. And the only way we could potentially beat them is to outscore them somehow. Because our players can't score. Uh, so it's either going to be, you know, 3-4-0 or, or we're somehow going to sneak it. Okay. A couple of things from my point of view. Firstly, uh, I just want to pitch this to you guys. They're going to have a Champions League semi-final against PSG on the Tuesday, I think Tuesday following the Sunday match. So... I think the Champions League is more important for them. They've won the League Cup for the last three years. They don't really care about it, I, I don't think. So maybe, just maybe, they might have a, a weakened team. But their weakened team is still too good for our team, so that's not really an issue. The second thing is, do we really want to win the, the League Cup? Because if we do, and we're not going to get sixth or seventh in the league, we have to play in what they call the U, UEFA Conference League, which is people that are not good enough to get into the Europa League playing <laughs> the UEFA Conference League. So do we really want to do that, guys? I'm not sure. You'd be careful for what you wish for. This means you're playing with teams from Estonia and Luxembourg and God knows what. Now, even this time, you tell me this time. Yeah, you tell me this time next year we could be in a Europa Conference League final and also be winners of the Carlin Cup and still have Mourinho as manager. Yeah, and we can, who wouldn't want that? If you win the Europa Conference League, then you get automatic progression to the Europa League. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, uh, no, but going back to the prediction, I think it's going to be either 3-1 or 4-1 to Man City. You know, I think we'll put up a fight for a little while, but then they'll just steamroller us and it'd be the end. And I think uh, a lot of the papers are saying that could be like the, 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 I mean, they're waiting for Mourinho to lose the cup final so that he hasn't delivered anything. Then they oh. sack him. But what I would like to do is I'd like to sack Mourinho tomorrow. I'd like to get Harry Redknapp in. I'd like to give Harry Redknapp in with Ledley for the last six games or whatever and say, go, Harry, play lovely, expansive football, see what you can do. And, you know, get Bale back in there and let's see what we can do. That's what I'd do anyway. Anyway, guys, thanks very much for your time. You know, I know it's, again, another depressing result. All our results seem to be so depressing. But, uh, you know, thanks to all our uh, YouTube video watchers and all our podcast listeners. Please remember to comment, like and subscribe. Steve, any final thoughts from you before we close the podcast? Sorry, I missed that last bit, Ray. Any final thoughts from you, Steve, before we close the podcast? Uh, don't ever give up hope. Although it looks like I have. No, I haven't. I you, you, you've given up hope. You're telling everybody else not to give up hope. You <laughs> <monkey>. <laughs> don't give up hope first. Come on, we can do it. 
And uh, Jam, final thoughts? Um, uh, they would have come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. But Steve's on. gonna you come the best one, but do the best one again, Steve. Come on, give us a final come on you Spurs. Well, I, I like the old come on you lily whites. <sighs> you sound like an old pirate when you say that Steve. <laughs> lily whites. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have a pallet on my shoulder <laughs> yeah, next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still okay. playing for a Millwall, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye from Ray in London and Steve. And goodbye from me as well, guys. And um, Jam. Goodbye from here in Connecticut. Everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, then. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.